0: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Black Baseball Mixtape. I am your host, Cheats. This is recapping day three of All-Star Week in Seattle. I want to take a quick second to thank everyone for the feedback on All-Star Recap Post on Instagram. You can follow them there or feedback on the podcast specifically. You can hear the Obviously, you know you can hear the full recaps on the podcast version and only the podcast version. So I want to thank you for the support. I do want to ask to rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. By doing so, it moves Black Baseball Mixtape up in the algorithms. It helps us get more listeners, more followers, and it helps us and it allows us to continue to bring this sort of content where I guarantee you're not going to get it anywhere else because it's first person, especially this week, and it's from from my perspective, or what's happened. It is 2.28 a.m., technically on Sunday morning on the East Coast. So subtract three hours from that, and it is not quite Sunday morning yet here in Seattle. It is still Saturday night another amazing, amazing day in Seattle, a little bit lighter. Honestly, I'm doing this a little bit earlier than the last couple days. And I had a little bit of a light evening. I will explain. It wasn't necessarily intentional, but it was definitely needed. And it was something where, you know, there's a saying, just never question God's timing. And I'm going to live by that because the timing may have ultimately seemed at the beginning like something didn't work out. But in, in the long run, everything works out in the proper time, in the proper space. More on that later. I will say I started day three just like I started day two, which is going out to a Tony Promise game. I went to two. Had a little bit of miscommunication, if you will, on the travel information. I woke up eight a.m. Seattle time, which is super early. I don't think I went to bed till four a four a.m. Eastern time, so like maybe one a.m. Get out to the University of Seattle to look for the the ladies, the Tony Promise team. Just a quick recap: is the seventeen and under select team. That was selected by the Players' Alliance and Minority Softball Prospect. It features some of the best black girls in the country playing softball. They're in this amazing Ginny Fitch tournament, and they are doing amazing. They're still undefeated, but I went to the same ballpark that they played at in day two, and it turns out that they were at a completely different ballpark. And so I had to hot tail it over there. And here's the thing about these games. They're time limited. It's a tournament. There's a there's a slaughter rule. So if you're 30 minutes, 45 minutes late, you may not see any of the game because the game may be over, especially if TP takes care of business or another team takes care of business. So I was a little bit of a panic, but I get to the right field, the young ladies – Tony Promise, Players Alliance ladies, are are doing their thing. They won both games. I can't remember who they played in game one. In game two, they played some young ladies from New Orleans, uh, New Orleans Baseball Academy. And at first it started as a competitive game, but, but TP ran away with that one as well. So I've seen them play four times. They've won all four games. They are... So much fun to watch. So much fun to be around. Please check out some of the video footage we have on the Black Baseball Mixtape Instagram page. Some of the video footage. They've got tons of content on the Players Alliance page. Please check them out. These young ladies are worth your attention. Low-key, probably the most exciting part. Not the most exciting part, but the part that I'm most invested in for All-Star Week. And I mean that sincerely. I'm more invested in TP's tournament run and their success than I am just about, just about, not. J- it, there's some equal level parts, but just about anything else that's happening here in Seattle in All-Star Week. And that was something I didn't even expect in that sense. It's a big surprise, but they are a heartwarming group of women A heartwarming story. The parents are lit. If any of the parents listen to this podcast, the TP parents are unlike any group of parents I have ever been around. They are so much fun. They are lit. The girls are lit, and they are 4-0, and they'll play again tomorrow in in the championship seeding rounds, so I'm excited about that. After TP took care of business, oh, I will say this as well. When I got there, in between Game 1 and Game 2, Jenny Finch herself, who just played in the Celebrity Softball game, the tournament's named after, gold medalist, amazing, amazing person, ambassador for softball, she was there checking out Tony's Promise and took a bunch of pictures with the girls afterwards, AJ, AJ Andrews. Awesome, awesome sports commentator. I believe the MLB Network now was there at the game. These girls are are the talk of the tournament in many ways, and it's fun to see that as well. So we got to see Jenny Finch and AJ, AJ Andrews. The girls took care of business. They play again. I then hot-tailed it. I hot-tailed it back to the hotel that we're staying at, and let me tell you, when they say there's a difference. As All Star Week goes on, goes forward. So starting Thursday, I arrived on Thursday. Then the security situation on Thursday was non existent. Friday it got a little bit got a little bit heavier, but still very free range of motion, no real problems. Saturday is the day. Everything changes. They have barricaded hotels. There's not a lot of free range, there's some free range of motion but it's just a lot a lot of the players are staying especially the future game players are staying in our hotel they're everywhere, the fans now are everywhere, you can't really come into your hotel unless you have a reason to be in the hotel it's just different, the lobby is is different it's buzzing with a whole lot of different activity and I was talking to someone later tonight before I started this podcast and it reminds you of a big fight weekend, whether you're in Vegas or somewhere else where you could sit in the lobby. If you have access to sit in the lobby and just people watch, that's what you should do because the players are coming, their agents are coming, their family members are coming. So if you have access to the, the particular spot where everyone is, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's an amazing situation. But it's changed. It has changed. The press situation has changed. There's a lot going on. More on that later. But I get back to the hotel from the TP game, and shout out to everyone over at Nike Diamond. Shout out to Eric. There's there's a gentleman, but that I met that works at Nike Diamond. A couple of people I met that I, that met that worked for Nike Diamond over this week. They've been phenomenal. I was following his Instagram page, and he was at the Nike Diamond pop-up shop that were printing custom jerseys. These custom All Star, Ken Griffey Jr. Nike Diamond jerseys that you could customize yourself. I saw that, and I was like, I got, I got to go over there. I got to get one. So I thought I found out where the, <laughs> I thought I found out where the pop-up shop was. It is a sneaker shop in Seattle named Likelihood, and I get an Uber and I say, "Take me to Likelihood." And Uber, I put in Likelihood and looked it up, and and I don't know. It took me like ten minutes away, and I get there and there's no pop up shop. There is a Likelihood, but there's no pop up shop. Go into Likelihood and say, "Is there a pop up shop anywhere near here?" They were like, "Oh, it's at the other store. The other store is approximately one minute away from the hotel." So I rode for 20 minutes, paid an Uber fee for a trip that I really could have taken two minutes down the street. Long story short, I get to the pop-up shop. There is a a wait. I've never had this happen before to me in a situation. But you tell them your name and they will buzz you like you're ordering food, like you got reservations at a restaurant to when you can actually go into the Nike shop, the Nike pop-up shop. So... I go in, customize my jersey. It's phenomenal. I love it. I'm going to wear it this week. I'll show a picture of it. It's, it's phenomenal. It's great. It's great. So did that. Then I had to go back to the hotel because I was not credentialed for the Futures game. But I had a ticket. It was great. Be that, you know, not media credentials are media credentials just getting in the building is one thing that I'm always, always grateful for and thanks to the Players Alliance and everybody that's working with the team over there I was able to uh, secure a ticket, so get to the futures game, I had to go back to the hotel drop all, because I'm not credentialed if you're credentialed, you can bring in audio, you can bring in photography you can just basically carry a book bag and have everything in your book bag if you are not credentialed, you're subject to just regular bag rules, which is fine. But I don't need a bag if I'm not credentialed. So I go back to the hotel, drop all the stuff that would weigh me down, go back to T-Mobile Park, and the vibe was completely insane. For the Futures game and the Celebrity Softball Tournament, sitting in the stands, watching it, it was insane. T-Mobile Park is beautiful, beautiful. But T-Mobile was beautiful. There's no but. The lower bowl for the HBCU Swingman Classic, lower bowl was was pretty much filled up, maybe some seats on the in in sections, but there was nothing in the middle, kind of 200 level, nothing in the upper deck. So it was lower bowl and suites for the Hangman Classic. And someone said, hey... The vibe is going to be completely different Saturday and going forward. Home run derby, all star game. The it's just completely a madhouse. It's and it was. I don't think the I don't think the features game was sold out, but it was huge you know, 200 level, 300 level, 400 level, all had tons of people in it. Lower bowl, tons of people. You could not move around. At all, like you could the two previous days, especially like after the game, where you're if you need to go down and get you know, talk to a player, get an autograph, it was very difficult to even do stuff like that. The game itself almost fades in. I hate to say it this way, but the game almost falls into the background because, again, it is an all star game. You're only seeing one pitcher switching every inning, you're hoping for your favorite hitters and players to get hits, but it's 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 a very it's it's a Not as intense situation, if you will, even though they all do play the game very hard. We had two players, or I had two players, BBM had two players that had been on the podcast that were playing in the game. Justin Henry Malloy, AAA, Detroit Tigers organization. Awesome, awesome dude. James Wood, number one prospect in the Nats organization, Harrisburg Senators he was just recently on go back and check out both of those episodes but James awesome awesome dude was also in the game so I was heavily invested in the game and there was a whole lot of players Lawrence Butler Justin Crawford Jackson Holiday, Spencer Jones these are all players that I really wanted to see play Paris there's a there, there's a amazing player last name is Paris Karon Paris. I, I was just, this was my game. This was a game I was really, really excited about. So I did want to see them play, and I got a chance to see them play. Tink Hintz pitched. It, 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 was, it was an amazing game to see with so many young, exciting players, especially young black players in the game as well. I was so excited to see it. And, and I watched that game. They only played seven innings. And then they started the celebrity softball game. And I got to be honest with you, that's when I hit the wall. That's when the wall hit for me. So I think I saw – I didn't, I don't even know if I saw any pitches of the celebrity softball. Kenny Main and Mia Combs was doing the kind of pregame interview stuff or commentary during the game. I saw that they were out there. And basically after that, I was like, all right, it's time for me to – to head back. I was running on fumes. I did start by the big, big, big Seattle Mariners gift shop in T-Mobile. Wonderful, wonderful gift shop. Awesome, awesome team store. Bought bought the family, the gifts that I needed to the, uh, the gifts you have to buy when you're away from home. Cam got some some swag and Aria got some swag and we got a special gift for our baseball all-star team that's, that's coming back And that was a lot of fun. And then I decided to walk, upon exiting T-Mobile, I decided to walk through what's called uh, Playground Park. I did not go inside yet. I will go inside tomorrow. That's the big thing for tomorrow is Playground Park and the Players Alliance Gala. But I decided to walk on the outside of Playground Park, and it's a long, long stretch of just vendor after vendor after vendor, There's some major bars. There's some major stores. That's just amazing to see. Pro Image Hat Shop, one of my favorites. Huge, huge wall. Huge hat wall. One of the biggest hat walls I've ever seen. I went in there, did some walking around, and just walking, just because I didn't even know when the street ended. I was just walking, walking, walking. And then it was such a nice night in Seattle. Wind up seeing an art an art gallery that had just tons of amazing street art in it, uh, street art in it. And then they had a baseball themed gallery show. They had a DJ crank. And I walked in there, saw the guys from minority baseball prospects was already in there and they were like, cheats. And that was funny because I was, I was running on fumes at that point. I knew I needed to get some sleep, but it was culture. It was culture, and those guys are always always in the mix, and that was fun to see. On the way, after leaving there, I found the Ebbets Field flannel pop-up shop. Ebbets Field does some amazing vintage apparel. So I went in there spending way too much money between Nike and Ebbets Field and Pro Image and gift shops. But it was a big kind of—it was exactly what I needed, Sun was still up, even though it was 8, 8.30, and the walk felt good, so I decided to look at my phone and see how far I was away from the hotel. I had no idea. It was a mile, so I was like, I'm going to walk it. Walked home, past Pike's Place, at home, walked to the hotel, past Pike's Place, but it was a really good thing, and I will say I encourage anyone, if you're in a new city, new environment, and you have the opportunity to, to, to take a lengthy walk, to see sites, you know, or, or take a hike, but just see sights, see the community. I encourage you to do it. I'd, I'd done it back in 2010 when I first came to Seattle, and I did it tonight, and it was awesome. It was really, really a good walk, good trip, able to see a lot of things, get able to see how beautiful Seattle is. It's an amazing, amazing city, beautiful city, one of my favorites, Pacific Northwest, and I did that get back to the hotel, and it's even worse than ever before, in regards to security and zoo. This is the first time I saw this get and this is I don't know eight thirty in the evening Pacific time, but this is the first time you did see fans outside of the hotel, just like lined up behind the barricade books of cards, books of cards. They wanted players to sign certain things. And it was probably a good group, 15, 20 folks out there. And it's just going to be that way for the rest of the All-Star week. It it really will be. So get back in, had to meet up, had dinner with a a colleague, really great introductory meeting to get to know just a friend. And and then I actually – And back here, called it a night. I think that's the recap in a nutshell, except for two big things. When I get back to the hotel lobby from the long walk, and I'm not, I'm I'm reflecting, feeling really good about how everything's gone so far, but did realize, obviously, watching the game as a fan is different than watching it as a content creator with like media credentials and so forth. Be that as it may, not too worried, wasn't too worried about it, not too worried about it. Everybody's been really, really amazing to BBM and myself. I can't say that enough. Get back to the hotel, and a lot of the guys that I wanted to see in the game in regards to media access to be able to talk about talk to, interview or introduce myself, they're all said one who I, who Justin Henry, who I met, who I saw at the game, and his parents were in the hotel, but they're all in the hotel, except for Justin Henry. He's in the hotel, but I didn't see him. So they're all in the hotel. They're all in the hotel lobby. Either they're getting back from the game, they're doing stuff, and it was like, again, you just don't question timing in many ways because I was able to see – you know, players that I'd never met before. I got to tell one quick story for diehard BBM listeners. You may know that I've been asking Amber Sabathia, who's CeCe's wife, who's an agent for CAA, to come on the show for probably two years. Have never got her on the show. I probably will not get her on the show moving forward for a while because she's really focused on being the best agent she can be. But we've had this kind of, Digital running joke, if you will, because I'm always asking her, and she's, dude it's just not going to happen in that way. And I've never met her, so I'm in the hotel lobby, and who do I see? Amber Sabathia, and it, and I was like, for I didn't know that. Like, if I want to give her a hug, or like, I, I don't know how to do that because this is somebody that has been on my list of interviews for so long. I admire her journey so much, and. She, She's just a force of nature in many ways. But I got to meet her, and she knew the site, and she was joking around because we have uh, joked around digitally so much. And she was awesome. And so I do have a picture with Amber that I'll post sometime on this site because she's phenomenal. But then, you know, lo and behold, who's Amber talking to? She's talking to Justin Crawford, 17th overall draft pick last year, Phillies organization, amazing player just playing the Futures game. So I was able to meet. Justin Crawford I was able to meet Lawrence Butler James Wood was in the lobby a person that's been on the show and and so it was like all right this is the plan It wasn't my plan it wasn't I don't know anybody's media credential plan but it was the plan if you also to allow the black baseball mixtape to to meet some of the players that they wanted to meet and visit with some of the players they wanted to meet and that's Really, that's awesome. I can't, you know, you chalk that one up to to the creator in many ways. Then I say, you know, moving forward, we have a lot of really, really cool stuff coming up as well. I'll tell you all about that. But it does look like the Players' Alliance, BBM, uh, everybody's working together and, you know, Moving forward, it looks really, really awesome. It looks really bright. I can't wait to deliver new content for you. With that said, I will stop there. I rambled way too long tonight. I'll probably have to cut this. But it's been awesome in Seattle. Check out, wait for the day four. The day four recap. Until next time.